and welcome to Arms of the Tide. I'm Quinn Welsh Wilson, Game Master. This week, before we get started, I wanted to take a moment and let everybody know that this episode comes with a content warning. As we enter the Pyrite facility, there's going to be a look at some of the realities of what it looks like to be incarcerated or detained here at a time like this when corporate fascism is doubling down and starting to blatantly abuse its power. So if there's anything that might be upsetting or triggering to you about exploring the conditions of imprisonment as well as the various tactics of demoralization and dehumanization that are used there, I would advise a little bit of space or perhaps even skipping this episode entirely if that's what you need to do. With that being said, let's get this show on the road. Previously on Arms of the Tide. Local lions and wari began their assault on the pyrite detention facility, clearing out the yard and beginning their assault in earnest, when from the ashes of the conflict, a familiar face beckoned to them. Bartolomeo, someone who they met on a journey to the slums, is asking of them a favor. I think you owe me a favor. We don't have time to do a wellness check on you. You look pretty alive. I can fix that later, Lion says as they rush to Wari's side. I don't need a wellness check on me. I need it on my cousin. I'm ignoring him, and I'm going to focus on Wari. Where's your cousin? She is in what they call the treasure chest, the solitary confinement block. I will head there. Thank you. Her name is Josefina Julieta. You're going to need a high security clearance to get there. I don't believe it will be a problem. Thank you. No, that I do this not for you, but for her. She could be helpful. She's wanted for industrial sabotage. How is Wari? Wari is somewhat out of sorts, but she's going to be okay. If you want to stabilize her and patch her up, I know that that's within Lions' purview, so that would be very possible for you to do right now. That's what I'm gonna do. All right, go ahead and make that uh, roll, please. It's, I think, just a difficulty two. You have it in your abilities, don't you? Uh, to remove a condition I have in my abilities, and then I also have... When in the same unit as a friend, I can reduce medicine checks by one to a minimum of two, um, and a success will heal two health levels. Yeah, so that would be the one. Cool. I need 2d12. Success. So, Wari has some burns, there's some singeing. There's still that sort of, like, aloe vera smell hanging in the air. What does it look like as Lyons patches her up? Lions takes out a spray bottle that has some fragments of metal dust as well as some other healing aids and squirts it along like the most severe of the burns. And while it doesn't make them disappear, the stinging and numbing from the burns stops and it aids them in getting to the point where they're starting to scab over. Wari sits up. Her arms are sort of splayed back, supporting her, and she smiles at you. Thanks for the save there. I'm what knocked you down, though. It was chaotic. I understand, and I'm fine, so we've got a job to do. Now we do. Pitter-patter. She stands up and gives you an affirmative pat on the head, then leans down and picks up her weapon, slinging it over her shoulder. Local, it seems like you're having a conversation with that 
fellow over there. We met before. His cousin is one of the prisoners here. I mean, we're here to let him go. All of them. Yes, and we will. Aye, we will. Then let's go. And Lyons does like a little hop of like, I don't know which way we're going to go, but I'm ready to charge that direction. And Wari turns to the remaining crowd of people who stood by as Bartolomeo demanded your attention. And Wari points to them and says, Now get on out of here. And if anybody asks, the Conduit of Hope saved you. There's some murmuring before they collect themselves and start to run through the hole blasted in the wall. What will you do? So I had already essentially created an entrance into the place by hucking a dude through it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go back through that area down the hallway that I was going through before anyway and just start knocking stuff until I can find wherever the main like control room would be. Because rather than trying to open each cell individually, it'd be better if we could actually just hit a button and open everything. Yeah, so the way this works, because you had maps of the interior that gave you a sense of, of the layout and all of that stuff, the entire compound, um, detention center pyrite, and most of these older detention centers are separated into three security levels. The first security level is the outermost ring of the compound. It involves things like any sort of group holding cells, prisoner processing. They have some entertainment center type rooms, which are, as expected, filled with that looping message from Picartis, the Ka CEO, as well as the yard and that type of stuff. The second security level, which requires an additional security pass, holds the cell blocks proper, the cafeteria, something that was marked in the blueprints as counseling rooms, as well as the Technologics Charity Library, and the Advanced Placements Career Skills Training Center. And the third level holds the solitary confinement cells, which in this particular facility is known as the treasure chest, as well as the security headquarters. So if you wanted to truly open every single one of the cells at once, your best shot would be to get to level three. But there are staged and staggered security patrol rooms at each of the levels if you wanted to open them, like in a cascading way, where it already looks like most of the people in the group holding cells are free because they were having yard time, mm -hmm. but perhaps not all of them. And as you're entering and proceeding deeper into the building, Lyons probably notices more than local, but local would also notice the lights here have a particular brightness and intensity it seems harsh on the senses like it's trying to overload them like intense raw not even sunlight but just the brightest light that they can possibly filter is flooding the place such that as far as you can tell especially looking at the condition of the people in the yard no one is really getting the chance to sleep. So what will you be doing as you enter the facility? That spindly mech is completely sprawled out, as well as the two prison guards that they took out as they crashed into them. Do any of the guards here have, like, security badge stuff on them? Every guard is going to have some sort of security pass, and since right now... You do have three security guards basically just laying right in front of you. Mm -hmm. You do find that each of them has 
the security level pretty clearly demarcated on the card. And the person in the spindly mech suit has a level two security clearance. Yeah, I was going to assume that if they let him get into a mech, he's probably a higher level than your average goon. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and take that and try and make our way as quickly as possible to the first security room. As you know, the layout of the entire building, it doesn't take you long to cut through and take the shortest possible route to the first level security office. You do see several windows open into the holding cells as well as the entertainment centers. The lights in there are just as intense, and you can see signs of pretty obvious overcrowding. There's a couple of cells that are still full of people, and it looks like there's not room to sit comfortably or certainly not to lay down. And in the rooms that are empty, there's this enormous obvious mess in each of the rooms as people have taken off different pieces of clothing and there's also marks of like some physical altercations some blood and that sort of stuff Hmm. on the floors it looks like things have not been great in here the first level security office is essentially a glorified break room there's a table in there with there's a table in there with several boxes of donuts there's a drink machine as well as in the back corner, a computer with several monitors looking at each of the holding cells. And there are on the wall next to that, as well as up toward the like coffee machine and refrigerator, several notices of COT Technologics and Advanced Placements updates to standard operating procedures and protocols. Uh, is anyone in here? Not right now. The alarm has actually started to go off. So in addition to the intense, almost disorienting bright white light, occasionally there is this deep splash of red that comes across the entire building and the droning sound of an alarm. Cool. Can I roll like an engineering check to make the lights tolerable as we open up the cells on level one? So I'm going to say that it would probably require two checks. You would need to do one to disengage the cells, and then you would need to do one to adjust the intensity of the lighting on this level. Local just be like, Lions, can you take care of that alarm and lights? I will attempt to get the prisoners out. I can do that. So Local, what will you be doing? Uh, Just a standard engineering check, just a figure out where like all the buttons and whatever are that control this okay so wari is going to square up at the door to the security room and say if there's anybody coming i'll let you know so i think for each of you that's going to be a difficulty three engineering check i'm fine on mine i am not fine on mine i have two sixes so what happens is local is able to hammer in the codes, get acclimated with the security systems that they have set up in here, and unlock the holding cells here. Lions, what happens for you is, as you're searching for a way around, it becomes apparent at a certain point that actually it would require a level 3 security clearance if you wanted to actually turn this whole thing down. It's being controlled at a higher level of the security system. Mm -hmm. So until there's an all-clear From that level, you can't turn off the flickering of the lights or the alarm, and you also cannot 
dim the lights to make them seem more tolerable. Cool. I'm very tempted to melt the machine that you use so that way it can't be undone. Well, once they're already out, it don't matter if they try and change the cells. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It would just be damage that they would have to then go and repair later, Mm -hmm. which causes, you know, that's Praxis. So in this room, for when they need to transport small physical items in between the levels and the people don't have security clearance, there is actually a high-speed, basically, mail slot. So it's similar to, like, a laundry chute or something that you'd see in a hotel, except it moves horizontally down the levels. And lions, with their knowledge of the floor plans and the fact that there's a drink machine in here, is going to make a soda bomb, which is just... They're going to get a bunch of sodas and they're going to line it up inside one of the crates that's ready. And they're going to stick a time bomb and hope that they get the time correct to just trigger a fire that will make the sodas explode. Hopefully when they get to the other room to cause a distraction and if nothing else, a mess that's going to occupy people in the meantime. So who are you trying to distract from what? Lions is trying to distract the people who might be in the level two security room from being able to react properly to what's happening. Okay, so you're you're thinking about heading toward the level two security portion of the building and sort of preempting interference from that security team. Yes, because local okay. and I won't be deterred by sticky stuff. Fair enough. And is the time bomb itself a proper explosive or is it like a micro explosive? Are you just trying to get everything really sticky or are you trying to cause like it's it's a micro explosion it's not meant to be a bomb because we need the room to still function the way that it's supposed to so that way we can release the cells there it's basically just meant to make the soda cans pop okay i'm gonna say and i guess correct me if this doesn't fit for you but i i'm gonna say it seems like lions is pretty good at just making explosives your cost here is in the time it takes to collect the sodas and actually prepare the thing i'm not imagining that this would be anything that would require a role for causing that to trigger it it makes sense in terms of lion's competencies that they would just be able to do this okay yeah no i would accept that absolutely cool when that happens and she's gathering that up as soon as watching on the monitors local sees that basically everyone in this first area has gotten out of their cells he will just punch right through the control center right there so you just destroy it it, yeah, it just fries. smash the entire thing there's this spark of magitechnological electricity as it sort of whimpers to a close you can see all of the circuits inscribed in the metal lose their resonance and power down there is the sound of a sheet of metal sand collapsing down and through this entire process you've heard the thundering of footsteps of detainees running looking for an exit and occasionally wari will bark out at people passing by to head toward the yard that's where the exit is mm-hmm. and as this happens there's a few moments after lions presses the button to send the cart down and then you can hear a very distant low thud that is mostly muffled by the sheets of cement and metal that fortify the building what will you do now now it's go time I was tempted to be like, Lions climbs into another crate, crouches themselves down small, and tells Local to send them through. <laughs> That'd be a very me thing, but mm-hmm. keeping the team together. Also, I feel like it wouldn't be that big. You're a wolf. You're a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, it's too small for a doctor to fit in. <laughs> Lions looks to Local and nods. 
pitter-patter, let's get at her. So he'll move up and uh, nod to Wari. Mm-hmm. We move to the next level. All right, who's taking point? I will. And local just, you know, linebackers his way to the uh, the next area. Anytime they see prisoners coming, you know, again, they'll let them know the yard is your escape. If you see anyone else, let them know as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you are charging through here as a team, informing people, and you finally reach the level two security checkpoint, which is essentially a, a badge scan in front of a large steel door, which crackles with energy. It is inscribed in such a way that it will ward away people and potentially physically retaliate against anyone who tries to enter without proper clearance. Good thing we have that badge from the guy in the mech suit. Yeah, I got proper clearance, so he'll just scan the badge. Car Technologics and Advanced Placements welcome you to the Pyrite Detention Facility Level 2 Holding Area. Enjoy your meal. As you step into the cafeteria, it links directly to the cafeteria area, which, from the looks of it, pretty much immediately, the dissonance of the security system calling this the holding area and then making an odd to it being the cafeteria seems pretty obvious. It doesn't look like anyone's had a meal here in a while. Most of the tables are shoved into corners or are bearing signs of some harsh physical contact, like people have been roughhoused and manhandled on these things. There's not even signs behind the like sneeze guard and glass where people might be served food of any food having been there recently. In fact, it looks like there are some security checklists and riot gear left behind there from presumably officers who were standing behind there and using it as sort of a podium or a desk of some sort. Lyons scans around the room and as the door steadily grows to a close behind them, looks to local, those tables are almost big enough, small enough. They're almost the size for the door. I hope you know where I'm going with this. Local looks from these cafeteria tables over to the door, and he hands Lyons the key card. Keep the door open. I will create a block. And he goes over to one of the cafeteria tables and just sort of pushes a couple of the benches in so that it becomes just wide enough for the doorway. And Lyons scans the card through the door as local is approaching with the table so yeah it creates this wedge where the the doors can't close and it is holding open this checkpoint that would if left unchecked potentially cause harm to anyone trying to pass through it and as you're doing this we see the camera basically go over local shoulder like we see local pushing the table in and it sets in place and then the camera zooms over local shoulder through the cafeteria and into the cell block behind which is a sort of multi-story panopticon-style cell block. So it's sort of a ring with the cells lined up in the ring, and there's this open area in the middle. And you can hear a humming and a crackling as someone with metal boots and gloves strapped on descends from one of the higher levels covered in... What flavor of soda did you send back? You know what? Lions is a little mean. I feel like they would have mixed it up. So there's like cola and 
orange and gosh, some form of like lemon lime, but not regular lemon lime. It would be more like a Mountain Dew or even like a mellow yellow kind of soda. So someone covered in the evidence of the success of your veritable suicide bomb comes basically floating down, propelling themselves with their metal gloves and boots landing. And the security officer is actually an M guy who sits like a nest of vines anchored into the gloves and the boots, essentially a tangled web of viney growth that then extends out and hooks into the hands and the feet, anchoring it so that their center of gravity is suspended and they have the mobility of limbs, but they also have some additional opportunities for the way they might contort their body and use their viney mass. And they speak as they land, covered in this sticky soda, a security badge hanging from the center mass of the vines. Well, 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 who are these troublemakers? We're Santa Paws. Didn't you get my gift? <laughs> I did. It's going to take quite a lot to clear that out of my root system. Well, you shouldn't have been such a naughty kid. <laughs> I don't think you understand. This, and they gesture with the gloves toward the cell block, is where the naughty kids come to reform themselves. Mm, I think you have the wrong naughty people locked up. But don't worry, we'll be fixing that soon. I'm gonna reform your face. So, it looks like this is a fight that you're not going to back down from, hmm? I never back down from a fight. No, it's true, she never does. They then tap their heels a couple of times and snap their fingers through the gloves, and two more security officers descend with a similar glove and boot apparatuses. One of them a human wearing riot gear obscuring most of their features and the other a dove who is wearing a metal harness that protrudes a spherical energy shield i hope that you're ready to deal with security level two's alpha squad <laughs> if you're alpha i'd hate to see beta they must suck don't talk shit about beta squad <laughs> the person in the riot gear says pointing an accusatory finger. They worked hard to get where they're at. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they did. Poor little betas. Still on the john. The what? He sent us to talk shit about them, so they're still on the john. It doesn't matter. I'm Let's not engaging with that. Okay. <laughs> what are you doing here? Taking you down. We're letting these people go. Oh my god, you're the conduit. The guard in the harness says, looking almost starstruck. Some would call me that, yes. You know, I hate to say it, but we are going to have to step in and do something about you. Are you sure? If you lay down your arms now, you can leave. We will not hurt you, and I can hurt you. That sounds like it was an attempt at some intimidation. It does, doesn't it? Yes. I mean, intimidation isn't a thing, but I'll go ahead and do presence. I'm going to say, I feel like I default to difficulty three, so I'm going to say it's a difficulty four, because these are people who deal with people trying to intimidate them on pretty much a daily basis. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's fine. And as this is happening, Wari closes the distance, standing behind Local and Lions, holding their hammer in their hands, looking down at the Alpha Squad, none of whom come close to matching her or Local's height. As Local leaned in at the end there, you could see the rivulets and markings on him begin to slightly glow, and the harness itself begins to vibrate around the guard. At which point, you can see their body start to shake with the vibrations that are being sent through it. You see their fins move, slid into these gauntlets, which are designed to fit their fins, and reach toward their back as they are trying to find the release on the harness. Uh, all right, no, no, this, uh, I, I don't think this is worth it. Uh, I, we saw what you did up there in the front, so <laughs> I guess the, uh, the Alpha Cruise Wrecking Ball special is just going to have to wait for, for another day, and they finally click it, the force field drops, and they put their hands up. Are you, are you kidding? I've been, I've been waiting for action. No, no. I have to admit my limits. You'd kick the shit out of me. And you know what? I don't want that. <laughs> fair, fair play. I do not want that either. I do not want to hurt anyone. Okay. What do you want? I want freedom for these people. I want freedom for all people. At which point you can actually hear one of the ongoing messages from Picartes booming through the Panopticon, as he says, And none of you shall have freedom until you have earned it. And none of you shall have freedom until you have proven your loyalty to car technologics. Yeah, maybe not freedom for that guy, Lion says. <laughs> Look, we're, I'm going to pretend like I didn't see anything. Look, we're, we're sticky right now. We're covered in, uh, we're covered in soda. So uh, me and Evgeny here? Yeah, yeah, I think it's time to hit the showers, huh? It's time to hit the showers. Are we good? We are good enough. You, you're gonna, you're gonna do this. You're gonna do this. The naughty kid says. You're just gonna walk out. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. You're a shame. You're shameful. Not as shameful as you're gonna be when we beat you into the ground. And as Evgeny and the formerly harness-wearing security guard head toward that opening in the the door into security level one the naughty kid squares up what will you do i'm gonna roll initiative because i'm gonna fireball this fool all right i guess it's initiative time then lol i rode nine twice yeah that's a 10 all right so that puts local at the top with 10 lions second with a nine and the naughty kid, despite rolling two d10s, rolled a three. <laughs> Good. So we start here with two collapse points as every fight starts. Uh, and y'all start with no advantages, but local, you are at the top of the round. What will you do? So local is going to quickly move around the guard and is going to use his raw power to try to pull at least one or two of these uh, gauntlets off. Uh, not really an attack on the guard. Mm -hmm. Pretty much just making a advantage, but mm -hmm. trying to sort of disarm them as much as possible. Right. It is essentially a feat of strength. Yeah. As you, you grapple with this. And 
the second you grab on, the hand opens up and you can see energy start coalescing. So the struggle is probably going to end either if you manage to pop it off or if that shot pops off and causes you to disengage. So go ahead and roll it. All right, that is one and nine, so that's a success. So you have generated an advantage. You pop the glove off. It requires a lot of force, and I'm imagining it's one of those situations where it sends you reeling back a little bit. Is there a way that you brace yourself so that you don't lose your footing as the glove releases itself? Actually, what happens is as he pulls it and it comes loose, he turns the glove around and sort of points it at the ground behind him as the energy releases and it gives him sort of a thrust forward to counteract his own movement backwards okay so yeah you just cancel out the momentum yeah and settle back down okay so you have an advantage and potentially a weapon that you can make use of if you decide you want to do that it's still your turn would you like to make another action uh yeah i'm gonna go ahead and also try to I'm going to see if I can figure out how to fire this thing. Yeah, okay. So I'll do engineering for that. Oof, that's a failure. It's a 5-5 five, five, and a 7. That means you either take a consequence or I got a collapse point. Which would you like? I think it's probably better that I take the consequence just because I was the one messing around with something I don't know. All right, you have any ideas for that consequence? I do have one. I believe we also have that table if you want to consult the table. Now, you know I love... A random table. All right, so give me a roll on a hundred-sided die, and let's see what comes up. Oh, yeah. We got a 55. 55. You know that means your stuff gets stuck. That makes sense, because it's full of soda. It does that, and also, I'm imagining there's a size disparity between local and the actual glove. Oh, yeah. So how are you envisioning this stuckness happening? So... Local trying to find the mechanism inside the glove that will fire it off ends up just sort of like finger trapping himself in there to the point where now he had to kind of like squish his digits together to get in there and now he can't quite get it off. So he's just sort of got a floppy gauntlet on one hand that he can't really do anything with. Perfect. So... What that means is it's going to take an action from either yourself or somebody else to dislodge that, Mm -hmm. at which point you'll have access again to your hand. I'm imagining the consequence of that probably is going to be that glove isn't actually really so much (laughs) an option for you anymore. Yeah. But, Lions, it's your turn. The security guard, the naughty kid is still reeling back from the tussle with local. They're kind of wide open right now. What will you do? So Lions rolled their initiative, or rather Lions used their perception at the start of the fight. So mechanically, that's what I rolled initiative with. And Lions realized there's a lot of soda on this naughty, naughty kid. And when you play with fire, you're going to get burned. And Soda really does not like fire. And so they're coming in hot, hot, hot with a fireball. All righty. Is there anything special mechanically about the fireball that we should remember? Not this round, um, or at least not this action. It deals extra damage if it's my second action or later. But for my first one, it's just a plain old fireball. Perfect. 
That's a nine and a four, baby. All right. So, yeah, you hit and it starts to singe and the soda that is caking them immediately starts to brown and caramelize. There's this sticky, sweet scent that almost then with the other parts of their physiology creates this sweet mixture with almost the smell of burning hair. It's pretty overwhelming. You still have action on your turn. What will you do? I do have action. And so Lions is going to smile a huge shit-eating grin and look this person in the eye. You really should have hit the showers. And fireball again. Yes! It's crazy because it was a six, and then I rolled it, and it was a six again, and that's what I needed. So I have a four and eight and a six, and that is a success. Is this second fireball any different from the first? Yes. The reason why Lions' fireball does additional damage when it is the second attack or more is because they come in hotter. This second ball, while it is the same general size, the way that the area around it almost seems to distort like the road when it's a super hot fucking day is way more obvious with this second one. It's notably hotter, and it also is more likely to really break on impact and almost kind of splatter instead of just being a puff of flame. It is a boulder made out of, like, sediment. All right, so it strikes, and as it hits the naughty kid, they wheel back, Still not completely taken out, but the fire is sticking to them. In addition to, like, the caramelization and the distortion of light through the intensity of the heat rising from them makes the entire cell block behind them sort of dance and squirm as they hiss in pain. You have another action. If you want to take it, what will you do? I don't know that I will take another action, because if I took another action, it would be trying to get you out of the thing, but that's not a thing to do in a fight. So Lions prepares to go on the defensive. All right, and I'm going to draw attention to the fact right now that I forgot to roll initiative for Wari at the top of the round. Now that Lions' turn is over, I'm going to do that. And perfect, they rolled an eight. As Wari grabs their hammer and says, you talk a big game about that wrecking ball special. Well, get a load of this. As Wari steps forward, plants themselves firmly, and swings back their axe, driving it into the collected center mass that sits like a ball at the center of this security guard. And they are going to operate as they have been previously on the assumption that they're functionally an NPC, not a player character, so they're not going to get a cascade of different actions. That's a three and a four, so that is a success. She hits with the axe, and they go spinning upward in a whirling ball of fire. They reach the sort of apex of their arc at the center of the panopticon, at the top level of the cell block, and then come hurtling down like a fiery meteor where then they will take their turn. And what they're going to do is, and I think this is kind of funny because I'm pretty sure, Local, you have an immunity to fire, right? I do. Yeah, so what they're going to do is they're going to spend a collapse point so that they can take two attacks, but what they're going to do is they're going to use the momentum from their fall to try to basically 
slam down onto local and then launch themselves into lions or wari whoever they can find the quickest arc to from that point of impact i'm going to say probably lions so for both of you it's going to be a difficulty three to deal with the attack so what skill will you be using local uh i'm going to use my melee ability and he is just as he comes in swatting him out of the air okay yeah and that is a success what direction do you send them flying i'm imagining right now you're all still probably clustered somewhat close to the entrance to the cafeteria Mm -hmm. and they just came in with a pretty sharp angle from the top of the cell block so you have a lot of options in terms of where you might like to redirect them so using the arm that's not stuck in a gauntlet means that uh local is going to sort of slam them by the nearby wall right towards the entrance okay so on the side of the cell block or into the cafeteria proper uh still in the room but basically hitting right near the doorway okay and as they slump down they aren't able to control their momentum in the same way that they were hoping they've basically had all of that sucked out of them and stopped as they square up the heels of their boots to the wall and try to push forward anyway toward the person who set them alight. Lions, what are you going to use? This is difficulty three. Lions is going to use their knowledge because, you know, they are a doctor. (laughs) Um, And I'm going to use my knowledge in order to detect their most likely projection and therefore how to avoid it. Perfect. That is a success. One, four, five. How do you get out of the way? What does that look like for you? So Lions was already prepped for the defense. And so they slide as the guard slid towards the wall or rather was thrown towards the wall. And as the guard plants their feet against the wall in order to push themselves off, Lions notices their eyes look right at Lions. And so the moment their feet pushed off of the wall, Lions sprints left. So that way they aren't there when the person arrives. So you wait until the moment of their takeoff so they can no longer course correct. Yes. And I'm assuming this was done also in a way where you've taken advantage of their lack of a gauntlet. So they can't course correct. You've taken their left side, which is the side where they still have the glove. So they can only push in the opposite direction. And they go flying and slam into the wall as Lions is unharmed. It's the top of the round. Local, it's your turn. Take him out! How absolutely messed up does this M guy look? Oh, very. They take one more point of damage, and they're out. Like, especially now, because not only have they been lit on fire twice, smashed with an axe, they then got slammed into a wall twice in pretty rapid succession. And even with the way that an M guy's central nervous system and uh, sensory organs are different from a mammalian species... There's no way that that's not disorienting. Local is going to hook his free hand under the top of the gauntlet and peel it open like opening up a can. Mm -hmm. Uh, That'll be using power to do that. Sounds like power to me. And that is a success. Okay, so you have succeeded in freeing up both of your hands. 
and then he smashes the gauntlet into a ball and throws it at the guard. Oh, hell yeah. Using what? I mean, I can use ranged, but I'm garbage at it. Well, I was going to say, you could honestly do like some sort of I mean, I could do like, athletics. No, I was going to say, you could even do like another presence or something on them to like intimidate them out. Like, you're so beaten up and I just crushed this with my bare fucking hand. Nah, I'm going to throw it. Because right. then that gives me a Nova point. <laughs> Heck yeah. Come on, 3D4, don't fail me now. Two, three, four, baby! Oh, you don't even need to use your advantage. Yeah, what up? <laughs> so what happens as this gauntlet, this crushed up gauntlet collides with them, taking them out of the fight? It's your choice, the state that it leaves them in. So the guard is starting to get up, the vines moving back into a place where it can get mobile and right when the guard has a center mass again the gauntlet hits into there and you can see some of the sparks from the malfunctioning magitech in there sort of blast through them and this caramelized sugar acts as a conduit appropriate for all the energy there and it almost like a taser just shocks them until they fall down Okay, and are they unconscious? That will be unconscious, yes. Okay. So they are taken out. The tight ball of their center mass goes slack. They don't completely unravel, but it's almost like someone had just taken a large ball of pasta and slapped it onto the floor. The Alpha Squad has been dealt with. There's about four levels of cell block stretching in front of you. You know that the security office is up there on the fourth floor. What will you do? So Lyons is actually going to stand at the edge of the cafeteria nearing the entrance of the Panopticon and crunch themselves down into like a ballish shape and look to local like throw me do it. I can make this. It's time for a fastball special. It is. All right. Fuck it. Local, try and throw you up there. I don't care. <laughs> so, with the level two badge around their neck, Lions is ready. What skill are you going to use for that, Local? Uh, athletics. Just baseball pitching them up there. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say you're really strong. It's true. You're really strong. This is big, but we are also not shying away from the dramatic, the over-the-top, the super heroic, the anime. That's just a difficulty, too. Sweet. That's success. So, yeah, what does that look like as Lions catapults toward the fourth floor and finds secure footing up there? After local launches lions they straighten up to the best of their ability and even like bring their paws together almost like a diver in the front and they like have their tail as straight in the back behind them as possible and like tilt their ears down and they are going to be the most aerodynamic spark dandy there ever was and as they are approaching the tip they realize that loco left them the perfect angle to slam their paws down right as they approach that fourth level and land perfectly and so lions does a quick pounce with their paws as they turn around and they try to play it cool as they like look to local and just give him a nod the cell block is still full of prisoners who erupt in uproarious <laughs> applause <laughs> yeah even local is like yes at which point actually some of them start stomping and like slapping the walls and going take them out take them out take them out so you actually find that you're lined up pretty squarely with that security office. And there is just one 
tired-looking security guard in there struggling with, like, several bundles of paper towel in their hands and a thing of wipes that they keep pulling from, trying to scrub all of the soda and it's like sticky sugar off of the vital central components here, like the keyboards and the monitor system. And you see them turn around at the uproar that follows Lion's Ascension. And the wet wipe, essentially, that they have in their hand goes up as they raise it and start slowly waving it as though it were a white flag. Arms of the Tide is a proud member of the One Shot Podcast Network. For more wonderful shows from the network, check out Adventure. Adventure is an actual play podcast that focuses on the fun of fan fiction and is set in your favorite fictional universes. Join host Pranks Paul as he takes a variety of guests through self-contained stories featuring Harry Potter, Pokemon, Animorphs, and other favorites.